0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wandan at Domestic WandaNetDomesticShelters.org theater. My name is Scotty, also known as EBC. To my right, the one and only, the man who is, uh, can only be described as a menace to society, the beautiful Legion Cage, sporting his, his uh, train conductor today. He is Mr. Shining Time himself. Uh, he replaced George Carlin on Shining Time Station when when uh, Carlin said fuck this shit. And uh and then finally our, our guest for this evening, uh Star Road Game Cafe, otherwise known as uh that that hobo over there. Hello, welcome, and how are you all doing? Glad you could join us. Uh so yeah, the uh, today's episode is gonna be a little bit different. Um we're we're not gonna have a, a guest other than than my brother who's gonna help us commentate and kibitz and go over uh, several things, but uh, we're going to do a, uh, a review, basically, of uh, games that came out in 2020 and 2021, during the height of uh, COVID, pandemic, and everything else going on in the world, so uh, we're, we're just going to have fun with that and, and talk all over the place about uh, things that happened during that period in the gaming world. Um, but first off, let me, uh, mention our sponsor for this month on the EBC channel. That is, uh, Wanda Nett, and she is directing you, if you are so inclined, to domesticshelters.org, where you can search for your local domestic violence shelter and, uh, get in contact with them to see if there are any supplies that they need, uh, that you would be willing to donate, any, anything uh, that you can help out with is greatly appreciated there, and, um, Yeah. So uh, on the uh, Arcade Nostalgia Memories podcast, we are on episode 10 and we only have two more episodes after this left in the season. I was aiming for 14 uh, when it came to uh, the number of episodes we had uh, before we uh, take a break for the summer. And then we'll we'll start season two in the fall. Uh, but just because of time constraints and everything else going on, we're going to have uh, two ep- more episodes, and uh, we'll we'll get to that after we cover uh, some other stuff here. But uh, episode ten, and then we will have uh, episode eleven, and then episode twelve will be our season one finale in uh, May. So um, yeah quickly approach it i mean time flies when you're having fun and sometimes when you're not having fun and you you have no clue what the hell's going on because uh you're you're drunk half the time like i am but uh the the video game world uh you know me being the host of a uh uh, podcast about video games uh where i'm not even a gamer or like half the time i'm not playing games i'm just trying to you know make sure my shit is taken care of and Uh, even in my forms of relaxation, sometimes I play some games, but most of the time I'm just, uh, you know, couch potato and watching TV and, uh, yeah. So, so my knowledge of games is pretty limited. Uh, like anytime there's one of these, uh, uh, conventions or not conventions, the, uh, you know, like the E3 you know, the release where they, they, you know, get online and they, they, all the, uh, uh, gaming companies show off their newest wares. Yeah. I don't watch any of that shit. So, uh, Cage being our, our resident, uh, gamer in, in action is going, has provided us with a, a list, um, that we're basically gonna pick and choose and, and go all over the place with this and, Just start reviewing some of these games. We're going to watch some trailers and um, feel free, as we go through this, uh, to uh, in our live chat tell us you know anything you want uh, comments about the games or if there's a particular game you would like us to look at that came out in 2020 or 2021 uh, you know put it in the chat and any uh, questions you have of course uh, you know go ahead and put those in the chat as well and we will answer them to the best of our ability, which is probably going to be half-assed anyway, so you might as well just give up. (laughs) Anyway, um, so the first thing uh, I want to look at here, let me me come on over here to this. Anyway, uh, welcome everybody, glad you can make it. This is the the enigma blockbuster cinema theater uh, currently known as the WandaNetDomesticShelters.org theater uh, we will be changing signs soon uh, as our new uh, sponsor is is uh, currently within the uh, vicinity and will be making his uh, presence known shortly when he when he gets his shit together but uh, no, dude, we have both, uh, all of us have been so freaking busy in the last uh, three to four months. So much going on between work and just, a, I mean, like me alone, I could tell you we had we had a major plumbing issue in my house, uh, trying to get a car ready to sell, trying to purchase a new vehicle. Um... Just all sorts of stuff going on, not including uh, the other stuff that we do here on Twitch and and Discord, like uh, the audio drama we have coming up here uh, on uh, May 1st, you know, getting prepared for that. And just so much stuff all over the place. And I'm hoping it's actually going to settle down here pretty quick. Uh, Taxes. Fuck, I still got to do my taxes. Taxes. They're due on uh, April 18th. What the hell are you doing? Hurry up. I, t- t- uh, I you know, just making excuses. That's all. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so much has been going on. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, trying to make a schedule here on Twitch work. Uh, and that that was part of it, um, you know, with uh, the schedule we've had for Arcade, where, you know, sometimes it's all over the place and, you know we we try to get an episode in where we can but these these also take quite a bit of planning too so um the
1: you plan basically all
0: i'm saying is that we, you know we we we're doing the best we can to try to pump out these episodes and it's not always uh the way we want it to be but you know it's fun it's fun we have a lot of fun making these and putting them out so all right um so let's see here cyberpunk did uh did they finish Mm -hmm. making cyberpunk yet
2: my understanding that the ps5 version apparently is fine right there's no issues with that Uh,
1: the next gen upgrades i i believe did come out and everyone seems to have little issues with it it might not be as popularized though because of how <laughs> how polarizing the game was when it first came out for the previous gen consoles very bad first so, impression yeah i mean it was even top of the line pcs were still struggling to run it mm. um which i know games aren't a lot of games you know they're made on pcs and and quote unquote you know made for pcs but they're not always optimized for pcs if they're being released on a console a lot of times they're actually optimized specifically for the console so even if your pc is quote unquote more powerful than like a playstation 4 or xbox one you still might get a lacking experience out of it
2: right because you can't kind of erase the sort of fine print that designed it to work on a ps4 yeah it's a whole other animal
0: well and you, you also have I mean they've been trying to push the limits as to what is is actually going to you know work on on the equipment that the overwhelming majority of people have for many years now like you come out with a a brand new game great graphics looks looks fabulous looks beautiful uh a pleasure to play doesn't work on the system yeah and Mm -hmm. and and that, that could be as simple as you you simply don't have the newest graphic card or or you know the second newest graphic card that came out because you're playing on your PC that you know maybe maybe it's 2 years old or or your equipment uh, you know just needs a general upgrade who knows there's so many different factors in that and everything that uh, comes into play with that but that's interesting. I didn't know that about the uh, it's it being optimized for a console, and that affects how it's not optimized for PC.
1: It, yeah, it, it can. Um, to give you a more recent example, um, a lot of the members, like in our little like circle of people, have been playing a game recently called Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, take Take Mr. Wrong for example. Um, Do we have to take Mr. Wrong? <laughs> yes, yes we do. Oh, um take him where. you know he he tried playing it on his PC and it would not run. You know, and he has a decent gaming PC. Like he ended up using uh his husband's um other PC, which to my understanding isn't like it's it's a more powerful PC, but it's not a gaming PC either. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Um, But people running it on console, no problem whatsoever. Hmm. You know, and we're talking like Xbox One's and PS4's, not, you know, the new consoles. So.
0: Yeah, wasn't that the first one that they started having some like uh, major cross platform simply because the PS5 was so limited in availability to purchase? Well, it's been like that for a while. Some games that
2: would otherwise be cross-platform, probably, I, I assume developers are holding off because they know that people can't get their hands on a PS5. Still, how 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 long has it been? It, it
1: uh, no, November twelfth of twenty twenty, um, because I actually had to look up that date for this uh, for this podcast. Um, and so a year here we are, and four months, months, a year, a year and a half later, and we like. I still get notifications in my email. You know, GameStop will have a supply of PlayStation 5s on this date. Target will have a supply of PlayStation 5s on this date. You know, yada, yada. Like, there's still... And then
2: the next day they're
1: gone. Low demand, or high demand and low supply.
0: Well, and I got to imagine with the uh, microchip shortage, that's going to be like that for quite some time. Probably. You know? Although I did hear that uh, Intel is planning on opening a brand new production factory here in Ohio,
3: hmm.
0: nice. so Lord knows when that would be completed, but maybe that will, mm-hmm. you know, positively I mean, affect uh, the chip shortage. And
1: well, yeah, because it's not just it's not just video games that is being affected by that, like uh, cars and other yeah. things. Um, anything that's you know, got a
0: microchip in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: my, my boss went to buy a brand new car because his car was finally going to give out on him and he couldn't test drive one because they didn't have one on the lot available for him to test drive. He had to put a deposit on it to get one ordered for him. He had to wait uh, almost a month after putting the deposit on it to get it and at least the salesman was pretty upfront and open with him about it. They were selling it three grand above MSRP Mm -hmm. because it was, you know, they were in that such limited supply.
0: Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm in the process right now of buying a new vehicle and, and I have my range of what I'm going to be able to afford, uh, which basically means I'm not going to be able to purchase a vehicle over say 24 or $25,000 tops. So mm-hmm. that also limits it. But, I, uh, you know, looking at that it, and, and even just driving past the car lots, they are so empty. Like yeah, pretty empty. less than half, maybe a third, you know. And I've also seen a few dealerships also close down, you know, and sell their stock to a different dealer because they, they have such trouble getting uh, new vehicles on their lot. And, and with the uh, used market the way it is, you know, all kinds of repercussions and waves and negative effects all throughout the economy. And this is all over the world, too. Supply chain issues. Um, I, like, my understanding was that the, the, the microchip shortage was primarily being caused by uh, COVID restrictions where they couldn't have people in the factories in India and China and wherever else that they're doing this to actually create the pieces and keep up with the demand. So, so there's a six month delay in microchips being shipped uh, to people that, you know, companies that have ordered them for whatever they need uh, simply because they, they haven't been able to get enough people in there to actually make them, you know, (laughs) And on top of that, like I also remember um, something in the news like maybe I want to say five or six years ago about the diminishing supply of silver because silver is big in in, uh, used in the production of circuit boards and that and uh, cell phones, cell phones too. So they started offering things like, you know, turn in your old cell Mm -hmm. phone so they could... Take it to the factory and pull all the silver out of it and reuse it for new stuff, you know. (laughs) But then again, they've also been doing things like that for years with with core charges on automotive parts where they want to reuse a a core piece of it that uh, is very expensive to produce. And, you know, if you don't take that core piece back to them to replace it, they charge you for whatever. I guess that's like uh, a good form of recycling, (laughs) to say the least, but you know. Yeah. All right. um, So let's get started here. And we're going to start with a Final Fantasy VII Remake, which. um, Game sucks. Joel uh, played. (laughs) No, I already got one here. Joel played uh, or did the uh, Final Fantasy VII OG for his arcade episode a couple of months ago. Or maybe that was a couple of years ago. I don't know. Time flies when when you're fat and abusive. Yes. But uh, So Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, just came out um, (laughs) not too long ago. April 10th in 2020. Right at the height of COVID. And I remember because i I had purchased this for his birthday, which is April seventh, and uh, you know, I had it on order, and they delayed it because that was right about the time end of March when they decided to shut everything down from two for two weeks. And I remember having a conversation with the store manager of my local gamestop where I had put the deposit down. And, and her telling me, you know, these were the precautions they had in place. Sorry, you can't come in the store, but I can give it to you at the door, you know, and whatever else they had to do when they did finally reset it. Um, but yeah, did, did, Cage, did you see anything uh, on, like, how that affected or impacted sales of the game? The fact that they closed down just before it was supposed to release?
1: Yeah. Um, so, when the initial shutdown order for and for Ohio, it was what like uh, I want to say March twenty first or something like that because it was um, like two.
0: Day, no, a now, day that, or two
1: after now that I'm
0: now that I'm thinking about it, I know for a fact it was March. It had to be. March 16th or March 17th. And the reason I think that is because I was working for the Board of Elections at the time, and we had our primary election that was on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. And at 11 p.m. the night before, they were still going back and forth with the courts and the governor, deciding whether or not they were going to move forward with the election the next morning. And then they finally postponed it so it had to be real close right around there
1: okay um i I knew it was right around there because um you know i fell into the hole that was animal crossing which uh, (laughs) a lot of people did um and and i was playing that while while i was at home for two weeks because my store was one of the stores we we made we were kind of given the decision to stay open in the limited precautions that they had set forth or go ahead and close and of course i made the decision to close um and then was called the next day practically begged to reopen my store and i still refused to um but <laughs> but by, by the time that uh, final fantasy 7 had come out we had we had basically been told we need to reopen the store uh and i had gone back to work in the limited precautions it was Very weird, at least in selling the game at a game store. You know, Scotty, you're exactly right. Um, They couldn't come in. Uh, We could hand the game through them, you know, through the door to them. Um, We weren't Mm -hmm. doing cash. We were only doing uh, credit cards or debit cards. Which also Uh, made
0: that kind of uh, difficult because I remember, you know, walking up, first calling her and letting her know I was there to pick up the game, uh, going. You know, her meeting me at the door, uh, taking my credit card to take back up to the the reader at the counter and and run it and and you know so I could pay for it and then bringing that in the game back, uh, and and waiting outside during that whole
1: thing too. hmm At least yeah, it was nice so weather was... that day. I remember. <laughs> it it, uh, it was so it was it was kind of crazy like uh, to do it. I felt like my store we were very limited on the people who were coming to pick it up. Um, you know, I had turned people away because they wanted to pay cash. Um, my store was kind of in a rural area that, uh, you know, cash was king. So telling them that they couldn't buy it with cash, they oh. were just like, oh, I'll, just, I'll just go down to the, like, I say it was a rural, rural area, but there was a target right behind my store. And, you know, target is, you know, the the top tier, of, like, the Walmart-esque <clears throat> stores. So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, That's <laughs> but, true. You know, it was... Uh, like, there were a lot of people turned away, and uh, I don't think I got that many copies, really, to begin with. My store was, in general, like, a lower-volume store. Um, but it, it was unique to try to have to deal with it in this new world as it was becoming, you know, the world of Rona. Um, so... Yeah, it was, like, I thought the game was probably going to suffer a lot from it. Um, uh, Looking at the actual data on here, um, the remake sold over 3.5 million copies within the first three days, Uh, made it one of the biggest launches for PlayStation 4, and the fastest selling PS4 exclusive at the time, surpassing the launch of Spider-Man and God of War. Um, By August, it went on to sell 5 million copies. I think what what really did it for this game, um, and, and for games in general, probably as we'll discuss more going on, was the like growing advent of digital. Um, you know, to to someone like me and Joel, digital is. Cool. <laughs> you know like evil uh you you want that artwork
2: in the box yeah
1: exactly yeah um but when you have you know millions of people who are stuck at home right like quarantined at home and can't go anywhere I mean yeah you can order from Amazon and get it delivered to your house still Um, you know, or, or, you know, even GameStop or Walmart or Target, whatever service you want to have it delivered to your house. But if you're going to get online and play with you know, buy it with a credit card, well, I could just buy it and download it in an hour and then I'm playing it. Yep. So, um, I, I think, I think had digital not been a thing and we had suffered the same state of affairs. With COVID-19. Much lower sales. uh, Yeah, it would have really suffered.
0: Well, and I'd be (laughs) interested to see maybe some statistics on how many physical copies they sold at release versus how many digital downloads. That'd be be interesting
1: to see. Um,
0: Compared to maybe, you know, a major game that came out prior to the lockdown.
1: It was definitely the most downloaded PlayStation Four game in April twenty twenty in the United States. Um, wow! It the only the only thing I see in here about physical copies was um, in the UK sold an estimated sixty thousand physical copies, um, which doesn't sound like a ton when you bank it against three point five million copies in three days. Uh, but the UK is also what a tenth of the size of the United States. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and 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 keep in mind, we're also talking about the release of uh, a much anticipated game like Final Fantasy VII remake. But like you said, you were you were, uh, and how many other people were kind of caught in uh, uh, the the swirling pit of despair at home, just trying to. Pass the time and and get through the thing that everybody worldwide was going through this lockdown. And oh, here's a game for you right now called Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, and we don't have to do anything else, so let's just sit here on our butts and play these games, you know, for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now that wasn't like that for me. Even if I was a gamer, I I you know, <clears throat> as an Uber driver, I was out there working the whole time. There was there was no rides for two weeks because uh, nobody was going anywhere but I mean Mm -hmm. I switched over to Uber Eats food delivery during that time which was unbelievably busy because everybody was getting takeout and having it delivered (laughs) you know but uh, yeah. Oh, we're getting a raid in our uh, live chat here on Twitch. Sleight of game, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and uh, thank you for the raid. Hello raiders, welcome. Oh, hold
1: on, we gotta we got to greet him properly. Brace yourself for a raid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he says there's no ch. It's a ding, and I don't believe him. That's that's just a complete fallacy. <laughs> um anyway, uh welcome raiders if you do not know me my name is Scotty EBC. Uh you are joining us in the middle of our uh, uh arcade nostalgic memories podcast where normally we uh interview a gamer and uh, uh more specifically the memories they have surrounding that game uh and uh we uh we cover all sorts of different types of games. Um, so far this season, it's been video games, but we are looking the branch out, uh, this episode that we're uh, recording right now. However, we're just doing a simple review of some of the, uh, video games that came out in 2020 and 2021. Um, so if you have any uh, questions in chat or you would like us to s- discuss one of the games that came out during that time, uh, just put it in our live chat there and we'll be happy to, uh, address it. Um but uh welcome and uh thank you for joining us we really appreciate you and uh we're going to watch now the um trailer for final fantasy 7 remake and uh tell me what you, you guys think of this
2: lame i hate it already
3: so, Cloud, fuck off it, it's beautiful class, right? yeah weird
1: now, really? What's weird about here's it? Here's the thing I'll say about this game. Nothing. right away, Just okay. That you
3: were the same rank.
1: Is that it? I, I think it's beautiful. Huh? Like it's who?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The
1: graphics. I, I the
3: first guy I ever loved.
1: Yeah, I think graphically they really did the original game oh. justice. You know, in, in, oh. by bringing it into this new vibrant world. Your eyes. Changing the battle system, however. Yes. That's what irked me.
3: Aerith is an ancient.
2: I'll fight you on that one.
3: Probably the last one living. <laughs> You're a descendant of the ancients you're wrong. I'm not an ancient. Man, what trailer you're is this? And you're a I don't know. It's the first I, never I, Final Fantasy trailer.
2: I don't think it's one of the official oh, trailers. I think come it's come just save somebody save took some cut from, from. So but
0: that's not worth
3: I'm sick of this. I'm sick of all of this. Bloody I've never been so proud. Say, I'm, I've you day I'm not
1: completed the remake, I really so I don't know if these cuts. <laughs> yeah, no, like I've so never soon, seen like any of these cutscenes. Cut right?
2: Done. No, this is a I'll lot of cutscenes. I remember the original three Look trailers. Here, this might, for or years. it might be a tr- like a post-release trailer or something.
0: Yeah.
3: You seek my approval, do you? <coughs> yeah, I, I really
0: actually see if I can find uh you know something put back. out from like an official square enix Give channel or something Are you going? it's fine it works yeah this works, works i twice. wish I didn't have to
2: shinra has confirmed <clears throat> the reactor to be the target of the bomb threat shinra
3: has decided
1: seasons? they ought to stamp them out he the sky might've. is falling and avalanche is to blame
3: but i work for shinra i'm the enemy i don't care greetings and welcome avalanche i presume
2: you mean you're not here to give President Shinra his comeuppance?
3: I've also drafted a That will not be needed. Huh?
0: Two words,
3: Reeve. Neo Midgar. Come on, let's push it past the red line! Stop them, you fools! Don't let them escape! They're going to drop the
0: fate on us? Yes.
3: Whispers, perhaps best described as arbiters of fate. No, you
0: don't. Not what
2: yeah, it looks I like
3: forget. a fan made, but I promise you will regret it, it's showing off a lot of you
2: stand has been condemned. Some of the cool stuff.
3: <laughs> You're a soldier, aren't you? Which, of course, would mean that I own you. Through suffering, you will grow strong. Isn't that what you want? Come <laughs> on! <laughs> You see a piece of shit we're driving here? Just the 300-pound sack of it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like that house fight was like one of the last fights I did on that dude. That was a doozy.
3: Justice, honor, freedom. Vain indulgences everyone. Every time the Whispers touch me, I lose something. A part of myself. Tonight marks a new beginning. For Shinra! This could well be her last line of defense. Let's go. Let us defy destiny. Together. Clown, there's still so much to be done.
0: Yeah, Sephiroth definitely did that.
2: That's actually not a horrible fan-made trailer, and the reason being is trailer is always just a teaser an official trailer is always just a teaser if you're if you're a fan of original final fantasy 7 and you were wondering whether or not you should play that game the remake that's that's a pretty good like throws some hints at you as to whether or not you're gonna like it because they they give you little hints of more sephiroth and and other little things and characters that you know some of what they showed was um a lot of things that were, like, sort of added or changed. So, if you're if you're a strict fan and you wanted a shot-for-shot shot remake, you're going to be disappointed. But,
1: all right, hold oh, on. Oh yeah, very much so.
2: Cage, you brought up the battle system. All right. Oh boy. So,
1: I'm just oh, I'm no. going to
2: say one thing about it, and this is. The main reason I love the battle system.
0: That, uh, before you do that, that was on the PlayStation One.
2: Uh, oh, it must have been know. a post-release trailer because there was there were some scenes from Endgame in that
1: final trailer. So, like, it, it like if you look at that, it was literally posted two years ago, two day, oh. April third, twenty twenty. So it was right before it came out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it was, that,
1: it? was that final hype trailer?
2: Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, because yeah, they did all the the, the cockteas. And then that was some like well then then maybe here's some story bits and dialogue.
0: Maybe that's what they were trying to accomplish with that was uh, trying to make it maybe look a little more fan made, as opposed to mm. something that uh, yeah. you would generally see from a, a game production company.
2: Right. Well, yeah, because the very- first two or three were very cinematic and typical trailer, but. <sighs> Okay, battle system. All right, the the thing the thing is if you're a fan of turn-based and you wanted something like that, you didn't get it, you're disappointed. But I think they did a lot in that real-time action devil may cry bullshit that that catered to fans of turn-based, like the the ability to still um, you know, kind of stop time and execute commands and, 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 and strategize the way you would in real turn-based. You cannot just hack and slash your way through that game, especially on, like, normal hard mode. Play, I dare you to just try to button mash through hard mode on that. You can't. You have to strategize, and the game encourages you to switch back and forth between characters and, and build up AP and use your limit and, and, you know, sort of figure it out the way you would if it was slow-paced turn-based. So that part, that part appealed to me. You still have to strategize, um,
1: and that's fair. I'm not saying that the battle system was bad. Okay, um, for what it was, it was good. It just,
2: yeah, it hits different. Uh, it's not the same. I get it. It, it. it.
1: it hits different. It hits different. <laughs> I get it. And,
2: yeah,
1: you know, I'm more accepting of it now. Now that I know the. Uh, how do i want to put it i like spoiler of what the game is joel i think you know what i'm talking about as far as you know how this storyline is
2: yeah the the, some of the Um, the new directions they're taking it
1: so knowing that now like it makes it unique enough that i that me personally as a gamer i want to continue yeah and um
2: yeah i'm excited i I got i got fully roped in even with the ending that is highly controversial i still want to know how they're going to redeem themselves on that one so yep eagerly back to the ps5 problem eagerly uh, awaiting news of a release date for part two and for sure only going to be on ps5 and then maybe pc
0: unless they they're still having this issue and they know that a majority of people aren't Mm-mm. going to be able to play no. it on PS5. No,
2: no, 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 because that goes back to my original concern of how many parts is this episodic thing going to be? Because if all of the rest of the parts of the game till they finish it are the same size or chunk as that one, and they don't want to skip massive story beats along the way, it'd have to be 8, nine, ten parts. That's the thing about it is that it's it's just, so. How
0: many parts do you think they're going to have total?
2: I'm guessing three. Okay. And and then and two and three are going to be triple the size of of this first one because that was just Midgar. It was ten percent of the original story.
0: Right, but what I'm saying is, if a majority of the people that would otherwise purchase Part Two still do not have a PS Five when that comes out, <laughs> yeah. And, I'm wondering if they're not going to try to do that same cross-platform thing and make it available for download on PS4 simply so they can get the same amount of money as they would if it was normal and everybody could buy a PS5.
2: Yeah, but then to compensate for that, you know, it's going to be much smaller.
1: I don't think so. Uh, I, I think... I think you're banking on too much of the differences between this generation and last generation of consoles. Like when consoles used to be a giant jump in between them. Yeah, okay, I would, I would probably agree with you. But when you have, like, you've got the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 Pro, and the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 4 was a half jump. The PlayStation Five now is effectively the full other jump, but it's still not as big a jump as like when we went from Nintendo to Super Nintendo. Yeah, you're like right. It's it's not that crazy of a difference. The intervals because, are getting
2: smaller. You're saying, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And because we were able to like close that gap by having that half jump during the generation, I don't think they really need to worry about it in terms of producing. The game as such, I will bet you a hundred dollars straight up. It launches day and date PlayStation five, PlayStation four, same day mm. uh, for part two, three, four, five, whatever. It will eventually come to other consoles as well. They said it is, it is timed exclusivity for PlayStation. Yeah. Now I will also, I will also bet you money that we would get um, the first part on Xbox, consoles and nintendo consoles before we see part two hit the light of day
2: yeah yeah they still haven't uh, even gotten it it's just pc
1: yeah well and i can't even
2: play integrate on ps4 can i
1: that's no integrate as of right now is five only i believe that will when it comes out for the other consoles integrate will also hit ps4 hmm they, just, they were just trying to get some kind of exclusivity idea for the PlayStation.
2: I would be very excited about that, but you have to take into consideration, again, how much... And yes, it was very padded. There was a lot of filler. But they made Midgar a 40-hour experience. So they either have to cut all the filler and... and you know kind of stick to the original story if they're going to do that or it's going to be a lot more parts than two maybe, or three. maybe
0: that's exactly what they're going to do is just stick with the main story and then have anything else as dlc
2: oh that would be ideal but that doesn't sound like square enix to me
0: Or <laughs> well, yeah, give us
2: a bunch of episodes but they
0: can't come out every
2: two three years or we're not going to finish it till
0: 20 years PlayStation from now. Seven, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> right yeah. i got to imagine i got to imagine that simply because of covid that they have so much time, uh, between part one and part two, oh, yeah they, and then they came you're out probably going to get one every seven or eight months. Let's see if I can find. As them. long as they get enough people out, you know, back to work to do the production and whatever else. How many people have
1: been working from home? Yeah. You know, and you bring up a, a good point there. I'd be okay with because because we had the the UV content episode integrate right. And I believe that's like its technical name is Episode Integrate. Yeah. If they just if they did just started doing things like how the uh, Telltale games. Did you guys ever play any of the Telltale games, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones, anything like that? No. No. Okay. They're very cinematic, story driven games, similar to like. Um, oh, I've seen. I know you guys Walking both Dead. watched us. Okay, you seen Walking Dead. I know you guys watched us play um, the Dark Pictures game recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Man of
0: Madonna. in that.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, very similar to those games, and they release them in episodic parts where you could buy the season pass disc that gave you all the episodes. That might be how they do it, where they release, you know, this whole game comes out in 15 parts, but they're just episodes here and here and here. You know, and Episode Integrate is the first episode of whatever the season pass ends up being so that's how they get you to get like be able to play it on your playstation 4 when the time comes yeah i would Um, love
2: that i i would honestly consider not even buying a ps5 i have a ps4 the main reason i want a ps5 is for when part two comes out
0: (laughs) well and and i got to imagine you know anybody that was interested in buying a ps5 Hopefully, is going to get a chance to do so at some point in the future before they start trying to come out like a, yeah, you yeah, shut up, fucking Cage. He's holding up this controller and, and licking it <laughs> with his tongue, making love to it. Cage um, has a
2: PS
1: Five.
0: Yeah, yeah, look at me, I'm Cage. I got a PS Five.
1: I do, and it's a glorified PS Four. So
0: yeah. Well, it, but what I was saying is, you know, all this, all this stuff coming in there, uh, that eventually they're going to reveal you know release ps6 eventually okay so at some point they, they just have to cut it off and say okay let's let's start moving towards a new platform whatever so we can continue to get the sale of new platforms um but you know either way they they're what they're these are video game companies that are generally except for fucking nintendo more interested in making money off of what they have what they've been developing not only to pay their people and and keep on you know keep this train rolling the 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 business of producing new video games but also dealing and and companies i i've seen this with so many different things not just video game companies companies that do not uh change with the times and adapt to the market die so we may actually see some video game companies if we haven't already start to fold because they're not adapting to the times nintendo's always going to be there but square enix okay if they don't make it available for ps4 and the majority of people don't have ps5s they're not going to make as much money and they know that. So they're 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 going to come up with some kind of game plan action to get as much widespread possible to get as many people to buy it as possible. And and I gotta imagine that they they have to have some kind of action plan in place to deal with COVID times, to deal with the fact that there's so many people out there that haven't gotten a PS five yet that want it. And still make their money yeah, and if they, they don't if they don't then they're not going to survive
2: that doesn't help us people waiting just because we think or know something is going to happen in the near future doesn't mean we're patient enough no no it. and, and, because and I square also... enix is constantly working on 10 different games i mean they've, they've put yeah. out shit in the final fantasy 7 universe that has nothing to do with remake since we've gotten any kind of news about part two before we've gotten any news
0: well, and and that's also that's also differentiating between people that want a PS Five, are going to buy a PS Five when they can and when it's available and they have the money to do so, versus the people that want a PS Five but they're just dick poor and they 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 can't. Uh,
2: yeah, I can't afford. They can't one.
0: afford it. They you know. That's just how Square much is PS
2: Five no, cage before you get price gouged.
1: Uh, actual retail on a digital only model is three ninety nine ninety nine 99 us uh a disc based model for 99 99 us um, and that that is actual retail price of the consoles now even if you get them at retail price uh typically speaking you're not gonna get them for you're not gonna be able to just walk in and, and i will say as someone who was on the opposite end of the counter (laughs) for the PlayStation 5 and the Series X launches, Mm -hmm. you know, if you come in and you buy just a console to me, I kind of, I kind of just want to punch you in the face because I know why, A, you're just buying a console. You're not buying a console to play it. If you just walk in and want a console, you want it because you want to turn around and try to sell it for $800. Yeah. Yeah. Like no respecting gamer is going to walk into a, a GameStop, Target, Walmart, whoever and buy the console by itself you can't tell me that there is not a single thing that you're 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 literally going to go home and just download a, a, a game
2: well yeah no that's what i was going to say is maybe they're the you know on the train of digital only people that, that and I mean. that and
1: that's that's quite possible yeah. like but the vast majority of people will not Right,
0: they're, they're, they're like the guy that when everybody was panic shopping goes and buys 16 cases of, of toilet paper because <laughs> they think they're going to, to sell it on the black market after the fact. Now, I know that worked with NES Classic when it first came out because right. Nintendo, for their dumbass reason, whatever they justified it, decided on a very limited release for that so it, it created a black market
2: the same guy that decided the cord length of the controller should be about the size of my penis
0: yeah he's a dick yeah but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so yeah that's final fantasy 7 remake and um i i you know i really enjoyed watching your long play playthrough the uh did you say there was a limiter on there where they wouldn't allow you to actually create yeah,
2: clips? Cage, what's the name it? of that? It's a setting you can turn off in the PS4, but it stops you from broadcasting certain parts of certain games. There's a name for it.
1: Oh, I don't know the official name for it. I apologize. Yeah. I, I know what you're. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, it, I remember. I remember asking you. We had a conversation about it because I asked you if you were going to play the last. You know, if you're going to finish it on stream and you're like, yeah, I'd like to. But yeah, it I wasn't sure if broadcast it... like the last hour.
2: Well, um, if, well, and I know because that was my second playthrough and my first playthrough, I was uploading to YouTube and it wouldn't let me do the end. So I knew I, I figured maybe enough time had passed. I wondered if they had, re- you know, taken that restriction off by the time I was streaming it.
1: Um, I'll be honest with you i don't I don't think they they'd no, uh, ever still, remove it once they once they set that I really don't now and it's just end can, game
2: it's just end game
1: you can circumvent that now oh um, well, because you
2: have because you have
1: a capture yeah
2: card. now I could at the time I was streaming right. from my ps4 but, yeah exactly. and it's just like the last couple hours of the game two or so hours of the game they everything up until okay. then.
1: And I, I, you know, you don't run into that very often. But like I play, uh, I played Dragon Ball Universe Two for a very long time um, before before I was streaming anything. Uh, and every once in a while, like whenever you go to like do a scene where the voice acting and the actual like true Dragon Ball animated characters are going to be talking and interacting with your character, hmm. pop up say, "Gameplay recording has been stopped." Due to a blocked scene or, or whatever, oh, and then yeah. when you exit yeah. the scene, it will it will say gameplay recording has resumed.
2: Right, that's crazy. So. HDCP, that's it, encrypted
1: signals. Okay, but yeah, and you can sur- you can circumvent that. Uh, yeah, now with, I can with a cap
3: card. card. No,
1: so
0: all right um let's go ahead and move on we're going to take a short break here in a little bit before we do that uh yeah fall guys ultimate knockout i don't know if i let me hold on let me make sure i got a good trailer here this one is well hold on let's do this one first official cinematic launch trailer on august 4th 2020. so this was on launch day
3: that away bring me bliss that away what a kiss that away what a wonderful feeling to feel that away tell me where have you been all my life oh
0: hot diggity dog diggity from what you do to me it's so peppy right very pretty very, very dog, bright and colorful
1: everything with scotty's not no. So, I, I've never honestly played this, but I've watched a bunch of people play this game. Though um, most recently, I watched uh, Squish, uh playing this on her channel, and it just—it's a—it's a silly, stupid, entertaining game, just truly.
0: Yeah. Um. So, so I was first introduced to this uh, watching Markiplier play it, and. Uh, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. The, not only the some of the in-game elements that they, they do to make it, you know, the, the, a, a little bit of a comedy, even from the characters moving and how or how they move to, um, like some of the the interactions with other players and things like that. Which, it, you, if you're not familiar, it is an MMO, and um, you you you're typically playing with between 40 and 60 other players at the same time trying to get to the end of an obstacle course so nobody else in our community plays that that i've seen uh i didn't even see squidge play it but uh another game there that, that i followed uh, or well follow i'm sorry i shouldn't say that in past tense i still follow her and and uh, still interact with her quite a bit is uh Epile- Epile- Epileptic <laughs> Gamer. Uh, used to go under the... Yeah, fuck you. Uh, Professional
1: to, talk, uh, podcast host.
0: Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's why you all tune in. Um, the I used to uh, watch like some of the, the times where she would get with her community members and, to, and try to do a, a community game night with Fall Guys. And I just absolutely loved it. So I decided uh, in my limited gamer capacity to go ahead and purchase it on steam uh we just recently got it to work with a, a, a xbox uh, style controller on the pc so now i'm going to be not not necessarily here in our studio but at my house once i have a new pc myself that will be able to handle these kinds of higher graphic games um gonna be playing that because i find it very relaxing it's it's a fun game to me um you know uh very uh, you you don't it's not like i mean obviously there's a competition aspect to mm-hmm. it because you you want to try to be first out of all of the or whoever's left out of the obstacle course to get to the end um there there's often uh, various things with fall guys where they're pitting you against other players purposefully and, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it very much is a, uh, an elimination type thing where you, um, you know, if you want to advance and to continue to get better in that, you you definitely have to practice and, and continually up your game until maybe you can, you know, be the last person standing out of the 60 players. Uh, I don't care about any of that. I just find it a, a, a fun, relaxing game to play to, you know, fool around and uh, maybe maybe increase my skill a little bit. Uh, you know, with the hand-eye coordination and being able to uh, see what I need to see and then actually put that into action. Uh, which I mean, that's that's kind of the purpose of all platformers, really. Is you just need to be not only you know practicing that individual. Uh, game to, to get the skill level needed for that game, but also just, you know, basic hot hand, hand-eye coordination uh, and uh, the ability to, um, uh, e- not evolve, but uh, see, what's the word I'm looking for? Not evolve, um, oh hell i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about anyway
1: um (laughs) i was gonna say like it's it's a game like for me like that idea of that game would be a game that yeah you can you can practice and you can put time into it but it's also a game you can just pick up and just kind of like turn your brain off for a little bit and just roll if that makes sense
0: yeah that that's exactly i mean um You basically have to uh, adapt. That's what the word I was looking for: adapt to the scenario, and you know, change your gameplay style. But yeah, you can you can easily just go into uh, what do they call that when you're driving, and and you suddenly realize you've driven however many miles, and you don't realize it, but now you're focused on the road again. That that kind of uh, autopilot haze, you know. You could definitely do that with Fall Guys, I think, because I mean, essentially, once you once you get used to the levels, um, there's there's very little that's that's new in there. And just like maybe an older platform like Super Mario Brothers or Castlevania or that, once you know where everything is, um, you you can easily go into that autopilot mode and just you know mm-hmm. play to your heart's content. So um, I I don't know that I'd actually be playing Fall Guys on stream anytime soon. There's there's quite a few things that I want to accomplish game wise on stream before I ever really do that. Um, but at least for me, it's it's a it's a fun relaxer. And that came out on April or no August fourth, twenty twenty. So. That's about the time I think people were starting to, you know, like even all around the country, some of the the restrictions were really starting to relax and people were starting to get back to work. But, I mean, I think it was a very popular game still. And I don't know, maybe I'm talking out my ass, but I think that might be a little bit of an indicator is to see some of these bigger... Uh, Youtubers and and other Twitch streamers, you know, playing uh, modern and popular games. You know, following the trends of of the uh, market for for the gaming communities. You know, like everybody right now is playing Elden Ring because it's new yeah. and it looks great and and everybody loves it.
2: Exactly know. why I'm not playing Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm the only one not Joel's, playing Elden Ring. Like-
1: freaking rebel um well you know and that 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 does happen obviously a lot the the way that things trend you know and and it works both ways too positively and negatively like i like you guys know i play fallout 76 uh and we do stream it once in a while when it first came out that was the hot thing to do was stream fallout 76 and crap on it yeah like just absolutely crap on that game do youtube videos about how bad the game is but yet you're sitting here sinking hours and hours and hours into this game that you so
3: <laughs>
1: say you hate. But I think it was just because that was the popular thing to do. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and how much of a difference is there between a game like, say, Elden Ring, where... Or, or even, you know, like uh, Borderlands 2 just came out with a Tiny Tina's... Wonderlands. Wonderland DLC. Uh, you know these, these uh, a lot of these story based games in general, where you know you're advancing, you're going to do this part of the quest and then you know, beat that boss and do whatever else. Uh, how many hours the people would spend playing those games uh, to just to advance the storyline, to advance in the game versus something like Fall Guys, where okay, 25 minutes later I've had enough of this, I'm putting it down. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a time passer, not necessarily something that you want to spend a lot of time on. Although I'm sure people do that too, you know, it's like crack cocaine to them or something. Who knows?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You can you can have that with just about any game, truly. But yeah, that's that that's exactly what that game would be to me for the like would be just something I could pick up and play, have a little bit of fun with put it down and not think twice about it, not have to dedicate two, three, four hours to a play session.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or feel the urge to, at least. Yeah. There were times, you know, I'd stay up when Remake did come out. I would stay up hours just because I couldn't put it down. I had to see what the, what was coming next, you know, story-wise or where we were going or see the next place and what they did.
0: Hmm. all right uh we're gonna take a short commercial break and then come back we're gonna watch the uh, trailer for the xbox series x console that came out in november of 2020 so uh, stay tuned we'll be right back okay so welcome back from our short commercial break Uh, again if you're just joining us my name is Scotty EBC Uh, directly below me is the uh, fabulous conductor cage and uh, below him um, he's uh, that's the guy that uh, stands in the corner at the bread factory pointing at all the bread makers and going you better let that rise Anyway, uh, we're going to watch the uh, trailer for the Xbox Series X console that uh, came out. Hold on, I have it here, Uh, courtesy of our lovely Conductor Cage, Uh, November 10th, two days before the PlayStation 5 came out. So here's the Xbox Series X.
3: Let's
2: suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. Nice balls. And that you could have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, fulfill all your wishes. Ellen one But now let's um
0: let's have a surprise. Let's Let's have have a a dream which isn't under control.
3: And then you would get more and more adventurous. And you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream.
2: And finally, you would dream where you are now.
1: the
3: refrigerator.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, is it? it's literally a cube uh, or a giant uh, box. It's not a flat thing. Correct. Yes,
2: because every console that has to come out has to be a completely fucking different shape, which is a nightmare for people who want to display consoles.
0: You're the only person who's like that, so fuck me, off. No, and me and every
2: other collector.
0: Yes. We need exactly. 50
2: different sized shells.
0: You you gotta yeah, just like the game companies, you gotta adapt. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, like, the Series X, right? This cube. <sighs> Now, admittedly, I'm I'm more of a PlayStation fan than I am Series X. But this is, in my personal and at the time professional opinion of a next-gen gaming software or hardware platform, this is crap. Mm. Like 100% crap because they didn't change the controller. At least Sony did something with their controller. They changed it whole new controller and honestly this is the best thing about the PlayStation 5 the controller the system itself looks dumb in my opinion Um, it can't well neither one of the next-gen consoles really easily could use external drives with them so that was a nuisance and the worst part of all there was nothing nothing that said, buy a Series X, and I'm talking about like games. When the NES came out, why did people want to buy an a, a NES? Super Mario Brothers. When people, when the PlayStation came out, why did people want to buy the original PlayStation? Final Fantasy VII. I don't know that probably that wasn't at the actual launch, but you get what I'm going with it. There was not a single exclusive game for the Xbox Series X. Everything that came out for the Series X was also available on its predecessor console because Microsoft's stance on it was we are a family of consoles and everything will be playable going forward, which is great. It's great in, in an idea, but. But why buy it? Exactly. Why buy it? Well, look, and, and I don't like
2: exclusivity. I, I don't, I, I get it, you know, from a marketing standpoint but I want to be able to play Zelda on PlayStation and I want to be able to play Halo on Switch and you know I but I just I feel like Microsoft is always just about you know the power and the hardware so the people that are for some reason interested in that and not the important part which is the content and the library they're going to go for that but uh, I don't know I don't get it I like halo too but
0: i <laughs> i mean i I don't even know a lot about this stuff but I feel like you really have to be an Xbox fan
1: yeah to die want hard to
0: continue buying Xbox consoles
1: that would that would be the most accurate thing like in when i you know when I ask people like oh you're going with the series X you know like what made you decide on that one? Oh, because I have an Xbox One, so I'm just going to go with the next console. Well, you know what? Okay, fine. I'll give you that reasoning as to why you're going to go with that console over the competition console. But why Why would you need to buy this $500 machine? Because um, the Series X was $500 retail, three, uh, $499.99, at launch, and you can't find them, just like you can't find the PlayStation 5. And... It's not offering anything that the Xbox One X doesn't offer. Xbox One X offers full 4K gaming, full 4K Blu-ray play. What's the difference Um, then? Potential in the future. The solid state drive and the um, processing power give you a higher potential for future. But that's literally it. I'm. I'm not going to spend the five hundred dollars now for the future.
2: Right, it's a gamble. You don't know what if anything would even ever come of it. It could be one of those consoles that just ends up dead in the water. But, but you said you said you cannot plug an external into it.
1: You can plug an external uh, hard disk drive into it to utilize with Xbox One and previous generation games. But to expand expand your a solid state drive because it uses a solid state drive and playing anything that is optimized for Series X requires solid state installation. Like it will not utilize an external solid state drive. You have to actually buy a proprietary memory card. (laughs) This guy's like, all right, no, no. No, no,
0: the the moment you said proprietary, because I mean, uh, let me give you an example that's totally unrelated to gaming. SodaStream. SodaStream is a company uh, that uh, was an innovator and they're based in Israel and they basically say, hey, uh, you no longer have to buy soda at the store that's filled with all this unhealthy shit like, uh, you know, partially hydrogenated corn syrup or whatever, you know, was, was the health fad at the time. And they started offering... The ability for you to create your soda at home and make it the way you want. Like, you want uh, unsweetened? Okay, fine. Here and then you can add your own sweetener or that. You want more carbonation, less carbonation. What they didn't tell people is that you must buy from them the proprietary CO2 tanks. And proprietary because it had a nozzle on it that didn't fit any other standard co2 tanks that you could buy anywhere right
2: and they make more money that way
0: yes and mm-hmm. okay so that makes sense from a business point but the moment i started reading it i'm like a uh, fuck you soda yep. stream i can get my soda from the store yep, I, yep. I don't need your bullshit i was even looking in it at the time at making my own and there was a youtuber that had like some little plastic 3D printed piece that you could buy for five bucks on eBay to make your own and, and use a standard CO2 tank that you could buy anywhere, you know? And it's like, why, why would I bother with any of this stuff? And then, you know, nope. not worry no, any, anytime they come up with something proprietary to me, that's the death of the no. product.
2: I don't, the only pass I give on proprietary for anything to do with gaming or consoles is if they're, doing it because they genuinely are doing it as some kind of copyright protection
3: yeah like proprietary
2: discs so it's harder for people to rip the games onto their computers things like that um but yeah anything to do with yeah memory and and things that are flexible as they start releasing more games and games are getting up to be like 100 gigs a piece and more you know, I mean, how big is that? Like, what are they, what sizes do they come in? Because whatever it is, whatever your answer is, Cage, it's not enough. However much room is in there on that solid state isn't enough. <laughs> Unless you only buy the system to just play a few games and that's it.
0: Well,
1: and, 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 that. and I,
0: yeah, and like I was saying about uh, uh, game companies adapting, same thing with the console companies, uh, they have to be aware. That at some point they're gonna want to come out with a console where he, all you have to do is plug in your external hard drive and boom, you've got as much space as you personally need, yeah. and there's no problems with it. Yeah, you know,
2: or just start putting ten terabytes in every console, and if they use it, good. If they don't, they don't. With what they're charging for
0: them, they can afford that. I mean, you can go out there. I've seen, uh, <coughs> like, I was looking at a purchase for myself. Uh, a five terabyte uh, standard external hard drive and Staples had one for $105 yeah I mean back in my day when I was DJing back in my day back in my day <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers um the uh, like in my DJing days I had to have an external uh <laughs> delayed laughter uh <laughs> <laughs> the that's uh, <I'm> <laughs> all right
1: um
0: the uh, i had to have for my djing days an external hard drive to hold all of my music i had to have a minimum of two terabytes to hold everything and uh that came at a steep price for a good short while there like i mean i think i i think at one time i paid close to 250 dollars for a two terabyte drive back in 2008
2: and just a few years before that he had one song on a floppy disk yes and and so there was <laughs> there was there was cases pallets and pallets yes. of floppy disks
0: that, that's that's my nickname for my dick floppy disk. floppy disk um the uh you'd be surprised how many djs used to carry around crates of vinyl because that was their shtick and they would they would you know literally hauling around six or seven hundred vinyl records Mm -hmm. and these you know these crates that had to be carted in and out and you need a a cargo van to haul it all and yeah no
1: My, my mom used to dj back in the mid to late 90s just like probably not as involved as like you were with it, Scotty. Just, mm-hmm. I say DJ, she had equipment. She would go to a place and literally just put like CDs and in, in right. things, but she had these big zipper containers uh, that held, you know, 200 CDs each. And she had like, you know, 10 or 12 of them that she would have to load in her car each yeah. weekend to to take and go to places
0: now now that's how I started back in 2002 that's when I started DJing or 2001 late 2001 I had the same thing but I only had like two or three because I didn't have that much music at the time so as I continued over that career purchasing new discs and not only regular music I was a karaoke DJ so I had to have all of the new karaoke discs that came out plus going uh, and getting back catalog, but then all the new music that was just regular dance music to play as well. So I had all these discs piling up and and I said, okay, this is crazy. I'm not going to carry around 10 or 20 or 30 of these uh, cases simply because that's a popular method for carrying around CDs at the time. Why? Because most people don't have more than 200 CDs. So it wasn't that big of a deal to carry around that 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 binder. Uh, so I had to turn to uh, paper sleeves that would sit in a crate, all vertical like that, and 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 then number them to be able to find something quickly. And it was compact enough that I wasn't carrying around all that stuff. And then in what two thousand Eight or so, I, that's when I decided to go digital and just rip all the CDs and all I'm taking in is my laptop and an external hard drive, you know. But I mean, that that's the same thing that we're talking about with these consoles is you eventually have to understand as the developer that your client, <coughs> your customer, that is the percha- person purchasing the console is going to want to have all of their favorite games they're ready to go not you have to delete this data from your ps4 to be able to download this new game that you want and then maybe go back and and get it again later even you know because you've purchased it and you can re-download it later but nobody wants to wait for those download times when these games are huge you know over a gigabyte now And, uh, you know, have to do all that waiting game. And if they were smart about it, they would just put in that ability to plug in your external hard drive so
1: you can store all your games and then just go, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it, um, honestly, I think Microsoft, because Microsoft has announced that they have intentions to really, like, deal with cloud gaming in the future i believe that is their end game and that's part of the reason why they're going to turn people off to the idea of having this game and that game and all these games you know stored on your hard drive let's just stream them directly from the cloud because that was one of the features that it you know touted about when it uh when it was being when it was coming out was cloud gaming and i just think i think Truly, because, like, the last GameStop store that I worked in before I left that company was in a very podunk area. You you get a mile outside of town, and you don't have internet anymore. Yeah. Like, these game developers, or console developers, don't understand that not everyone has access to grade A internet. And not only that, what you're talking about, cloud
0: gaming, is going to rely on... Uh, Broad-based market fiber optic. That's the Mm -hmm. only way to really do that. In so many places, we are still using copper wire. And they were talking about making the switch to fiber optic 20 years ago. And it's just now getting to the point in the last two, three years that that companies like AT&T and Cox and, and all of those Places are starting to offer that.
2: Well, and that's just... Comcast. That's still ruling out the fact that, what does that have to do with video games? Is Microsoft going to come run a fiber optic line no. for me with the price of the console? No. Wh-
0: which limits the ability no. even more of what their potential market is for right. the customers that are going to be able to actually play
2: it. Or even if they can not afford it or can get internet, how many steps do you want to have to go through to be able to play PlayStation now. Uh, how popular is that even around still?
1: It is. Yes. It is. They actually just announced some changes to it with PlayStation Plus okay. as well. Well,
2: so they're still trying. But it was never that popular.
0: Okay, let's let's wrap up this discussion by watching the trailer for the PS5 that came out on June 11th, 2020. More balls. <laughs> we got nothing but balls at the end of 2020. The Wi Fi router. <laughs> Blue ball.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, short and sweet, yeah, you're 100% accurate. We just recently mm-hmm. changed our internet provider because we wanted a better quality internet we wanted to see about getting those gig speeds you know that they advertise with fiber optic internet and there is not a single fiber optic service in our area yet and we don't like we live in a reasonably good sized
0: town you live in the ass crack of america
1: yeah okay well we live in a reasonably good sized town in the ass crack of america
0: But yeah, I mean, uh, of course, with the development of actual the ability to sell fiber optic internet service to customers that AT&T started, I think it was three years ago, or three and a half, four years ago, um, they had to literally install all of the hardware. And, and it's taken them this long just to get major cities in there. How long? How much longer? How, you know, is it going to be another 10 years at least before they actually have fiber op- optic out to the country and the smaller towns that makes up 80%
1: of America?
2: The place you need to play video games because there's nothing else to do around you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, but I mean, they don't have broadband in those areas like yeah. If they don't broadband by now, like fiber optic is going to, either they're going to just skip broadband and just put fiber optic there, <laughs> or, or at that point uh, that fiber optic is more readily available, broadband will finally become available.
2: That trailer didn't show off any IP. Microsoft's trailer, at least, you know, you saw Master Chief and some other a car, a Forza car or something. Well, oh.
0: now hold on. This is a hardware reveal trailer. Oh, okay,
2: what, We can maybe look and see. I just think it's ironic because how many Microsoft exclusives are there?
0: <laughs> because okay. um, uh, Demon Souls was released at the same time as the PlayStation Five release. Right. So let's um, let's see let's see what other trailers maybe they have available here
2: or just punch in launch titles ps5 see what comes up although it might not be like reveals like that it might be you're gonna get a lot of people talking about them
0: yeah here we go okay this is a game spot trailer helps me reach engaged customers like jenna Um, searching for landscape you know so
2: okay horizon exploration spider-man
3: It's in our DNA, there's something inside each and every one of us, that compels us to know the unknown, to push past every frontier, we want to see what's never been seen, hear what's never been heard, feel what's never been felt. There are no limits to where we'll go, to what we'll discover, to what we'll achieve. We are all explorers, and there are new worlds to explore.
2: Right. Well, it was like the same footage from the same four games, but that cool. It looks, wood nice. looks nice, you know.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> I also got to imagine at some point they're they're maybe gonna step away from this uh, con, uh, constant, uh, you know, one-upmanship of their li- uh, previous thing. Yes, we've got good graphics, but now it's all kind of the same, and all kind of the same as, with Hollywood as well. There's only so much you can do with you know cinematic graphics and appeal as far as that goes before you have to move on to the next thing. And, and honestly, I don't know how much better they can get in the graphics department. Aside from having systems that run these games without any problem, no delay, you know, uh, minimal download time and
1: whatever else. Well, and, and that was kind of what they, you know, again, they were touting that the idea that these systems were built for the future in mind Um, I believe both systems talked about having or being 4K or not only 4K compatible out of the box, but 8K capable, Mm. which 8K is still not really a thing Mm. yet. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a thing that's been talked about the next step in the visual evolution, evolution of like, like monitors and TVs and, Things of that nature. But these systems are designed with 8K in mind for the future. So maybe that will be a... What are you talking about, short and sweet? <laughs> he missed it. Hey, Amen. Cage is not really a thing. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Anyways. uh But yeah, like... They're built for the future, so that next graphical jump has not happened yet.
0: Well, what, but what I'm saying is, obviously, when you make a jump from, say, a CRTV, you know, a, a, a tube TV to an LCD, you you notice definitely the improvement in graphics, the resolution. When, when we first started coming out with the first 1080p, TVs, okay and now up to the 4k and and the ultra hd stuff so so they have a 8k but how much more can they really cram into that we're going to increase the resolution so so eventually we're going to have 16k and 32k but is it going to really make a difference to how a person visually sees that thing playing on their TV. Right, probably not a a noticeable amount.
1: Yeah. Most human eyes can't detect. Exactly.
0: Which means, this is what I was trying to say earlier, is that, to me, it's like they're almost reaching a glass ceiling there. That they have to come up with something, and, and maybe VR is the way to do that. By making it a far more immersive experience. Or rebuild even how, like, Pixels are
2: displayed in a way that's noticeably yeah. somehow sharper, which it, I don't know if you've ever seen anything. I've seen, I've, I've watched a movie on a 4K TV and you can tell the difference. It is very crispy, like to the point where, to the point where it's almost like the actors and things in the movie were almost like you could see the pores and the lines in their face. Like it, it was intense. It was almost too much. I can see how that would be cool, especially for something like CGI and anime and gaming. Um, but yeah, it was almost a turn-off to see everybody's fleshy face.
0: Well, you <laughs> know, you, it. You, you're maybe not right. As short and sweet, just commented in our live chat that they'll they'll make new eyeballs for us to wear when they're watching <laughs> yeah. TV. I was just thinking, uh, they probably... Because imagine how far uh, laser surgery has <clears> come <throat> over the last... 20, 30 years to correct a person's vision. Uh, why couldn't they come up with like an Xbox Connect or, or Wii style box that sits on top of your TV that beams lasers into your eyes so that the, you know the, the images are burned right into your retina or something? Who knows? Who knows what they're going to come up with next? That's the beauty of technological advancement. But yeah. I, I'm saying as far as like viewing... TV or movie or video game content on a screen. There's only so far they can go with that visual acuity, like Cage said, because of the limitations of the human eye.
2: Right. And
0: And then they're going to... I really
2: believe 4K is that. And the reason I think that is because it honestly looked sharper somehow to me than real life, almost, in a way. It was almost looking at a 4K TV, almost was like having better vision but yeah i think yeah there's no there's got to be a limit as to what the eye can pick up i like your idea beaming into the eyeball there is no screen all you see is the movie right
0: well i i got to imagine that really the the next direction they're going to have to go with that sort of thing is immersive experience yeah yeah the, the VR will make a come up. Making it seem that you're inside the game rather than playing the game and watching it on a screen. Right. Or even, you know, VR... VR is an immersive experience, but it's still not uh, immersive enough to the point where you know that you're not in the game. That right. you're still in a room sitting there with a headset on. Yeah. You know, how many videos did you see of people that were, you know, playing VR games and they they go to smack something in the air and end up killing their TV because they're a dumbass.
2: <laughs> Hilarious.
0: But uh, you know that, that I can only imagine that's the only direction really they have left to go th- in uh, for that is to make it more immersive rather than trying to you know improve resolution really? or or rather uh, also in- improve. The dynamic of the game like you move the controller to the joypad or the 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 uh, joystick and it is instantaneous there is no delay whatsoever you know those sort of upgrades and, and improvements but i don't know yeah
2: game mechanical improvements, which yeah was almost always not a priority over graphics anyways yeah
0: okay, we're we're gonna wrap up here uh, after not too much longer, but uh, we'll cover I think uh, maybe two more games. So next is uh Resident Evil Village that uh, came out on where did it come out May seventh of 2021. so the day the day after my birthday twenty uh, a year ago, so we're coming up on a year that the, that was released. Uh, this is one of Cage's favorites, particularly because of just how many pixels are
1: in Lady Dimitrescu's ass. Um, that is completely not true. <laughs> that is that is Doom's reason for loving this game. Well,
2: it would be her uh, boobs, right?
1: The boobs, <laughs> the ass, the hat.
0: I mean, the fact the that she's like 42 on. feet tall. All right, here we go. Resident Evil Village.
1: Probably the biggest game of 2021. Also the biggest butt.
2: Biggest game, biggest lady.
1: Biggest game, biggest lady.
3: (laughs) Long ago, a young girl went with her mother to pick fairies for her father. It was hard at work.
2: I still haven't tried this. I want to.
1: It's really good. Honestly, Joel, have you played the other Resident 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 Evil games? Some of them this game to find me, the berries, me truly is kind of like the, the, the pinnacle the of a resident Bevenged evil game like everything that it has been they captured they it, it all yeah, so it's a combination of all
0: of it that's cool I yeah. thought it was. It's very different, though, from the previous Resident Evil games in that this, this includes vampires story? and werewolves, where. It's
3: just a local tale. Uh,
0: Almost everything prior really to that insane. in Resident Evil dealt with, like, apocalyptic zombie mutants and so all that, no. right? For the most
1: part. Yeah, they've kind of shifted everything away from just the simple no! uh, fitness of zombies, you know? Um, no, like. So Resident Evil at its core has like started as a survival horror game with some elements of action and adventure, and, but I got a lot of puzzles, you know, and it evolved from there to more of an action game. This is more of a take back to the original survival horror, but the way the game is divided out, it hits on like each of the individual elements that have ever made up. The first part is a very traditional puzzle, wandering, collecting, survival. The second part is a straight survival horror, like Amnesia-type game. If you've ever played Amnesia, Scotty, I know you haven't played it, but you want to, where you don't fight. You have to figure out how to get out without the use of your weapons, you know? And then you've got some platforming and then you've got a straight action-adventure. Like, all of this all rolled into one game.
2: I would like that.
0: Looks good. Yeah, the the, the graphics are stunning.
2: I I, I spent more time on... the most time on 4. With my peak resume. I've dabbled in the other things, but... Or is the Chris? one I know, like, the back of Sorry. my hand could play that game in my sleep.
3: Why?
0: That's cool. And, and, and watching last year, you know, many of the streamers in our community playing uh, Village, including Cage, uh, yeah, the storyline looks immaculate. It just, they... They obviously put a lot of blood and sweat and tears and time into creating something fabulous here. Um, and, and in fact, I don't think I've heard anybody that didn't like it uh, out, of, out of the people that I watched playing it. And I, I'm not necessarily one to look at reviews because I, I think most critics are just talking out their ass half the time and get paid for it. But... Um, you know, that, that real-time review where, you know, you're watching a streamer play it for the first time and, and you know, sitting on the edge of their seat to see what's happening next, that, that definitely speaks volumes about how, how good the the actual story and gameplay is.
1: Yeah, this, and uh, Village was up for uh, multiple uh, game of the year awards including like uh the video game awards it was up for uh it was up for that I can't remember I want to say that it did not win game of the year but I can, I'm going to find out here real quick uh, do, 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 do. game of the year uh it did not win it was up for it uh and, and I think that's the first time in a while that Resident Evil has had a game up for game of the year honestly resident evil 7 it was it was you know big but not game of the year big the remakes of resident evil 2 and 3 big but not that big well the bar was
2: low because six bombed, so all they had to do was make a semi-decent game with seven and it was going to do okay (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, and that was the thing, like, Resident Evil 6, like, in, e- in short and so can attest to this, we played the holy hell out of five. Um, it oh, was is wonderful.
2: Underrated, I think. Yeah. Uh,
1: it was one of the, like, very, very few games that, um, now we had it on Xbox 360, uh, but, like, the equivalency of a Platinum Trophy on PlayStation, we did everything. We had every single achievement unlocked. We played through every single difficulty, including the final like nightmare difficulty. Mm-hmm. Like we did everything in that game. Um, Five was just like great. And then six came out. We were super excited because they were going to offer co-op on six again. Like we can play together. This is going to be great. And then six was a large disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um and, and i think that kind of did start a small downfall in the resident evil franchise yeah. that they were that they tried to like bring people back by remaking two because yeah. everyone had wanted it well yeah because the so, gap
2: the gap between six and seven was years wasn't it six yeah six was like ps3 360.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> um but the remakes have always been solid um, they seem that way
1: um resident evil 2 remake in my opinion was fantastic resident evil 3 remake little lacking
2: okay i I played the demos but that's about as far as i got
0: i think i did see resident evil 2 and 3 uh, markiplier Mm -hmm. play at least portions of it and it looked uh, pretty solid i mean you know for a modern game yeah
1: uh, it was uh... and,
0: and the mechanics and all that
1: 2012 was Resident Evil 6, 2017 was uh, 7.
2: Yeah. yeah, almost a whole fucking console generation there.
1: Yeah. Oh. There, there were There was a Resident Evil Revelations 2 that dropped in 2015, but... Um, I glossed over that because I never like played that. the
2: first one. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was like a side story. Yeah. So... All right, uh,
0: uh, and if you have not done so, I highly recommend uh, Googling uh, Lady Dimitrescu Rule 34. Yes. So that you can see all of the DLC content that comes with Resident Evil Village. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, no, don't do that. I, I, you know... I don't want to be accused of uh, uh, promoting anything that's going to put people in jail. Not
2: unless you're getting a cut from Rule Thirty Four on that ad revenue.
0: No, I just like <laughs> spreading mayhem and uh, you know chaos and destruction and you know, the the uh, the soiling of young minds. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you're listening on the audio version of the podcast, uh, just completely ignore the last 60 seconds. Thank you very much. Good night. Um, no, uh, or
1: the last, you know, two hours, <laughs> uh, or
0: the entire podcast just to, you know, throw it out. Uh, we did get a very nice review on, uh, the Apple, uh, podcasts website, uh, not too long ago. And, uh, you know, I I hear a lot like the podcast that I listen to, uh, they'll say, you know, the the way that you can help us out is by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review because that kicks us up in, in, in the ratings and what, you know, the the suggested podcasts that are shown on the main page and all that. And I'm like, dude, I got one review on my podcast. All right. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. either way. Either way, we appreciate everybody that is interested, not only in the EBC channel, but the Arcade Podcast. Uh, It it really is uh, just a a, a feather in my hat to be able to have something that I am producing and putting out there that people like and enjoy. So I I really do appreciate anybody that... uh, that is enjoying this podcast as well as anything else we put on he really Uh,
2: likes that feather in
0: his ass yes i I love feathers in my hat um (laughs) i was gonna say he
1: definitely said hat or (laughs)
0: whatever yeah well i'm not shoving the feathers up my ass that's for sure that's 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 a little sharp i don't (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's look at uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which is Ben from the Gaming Avengers' favorite game in all favorite of history.
3: Game.
0: Yes, uh, Skyward Sword. And the only reason I'm doing this one is because it's, it's pretty much the only thing that came out during 2020 and 2021 that was like um, a massive thing related to the Zelda universe. And
2: yet it was a port of a Wii game yeah with a fresh coat of paint right not, it's not a new original game it's a it's a remake kind of not even not
1: not even so much as just the fact that they decided this to do a remake of this game of the right of Zelda. they the swore of up and down cast. we'll never and do a remake of, of skyward sword Blade, we won't do this sword. uh because of you know issues with the fact of the motion controls or blah 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 this, blah 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 that. money talks people wanted it they gave it to them they made a crap ton of money off of it
3: yep yep the legend of zelda skyward sword hd
2: but i'd rather play that game with a controller anyways and i've, I've never played it all the wii begins version. on an island floating my first above time the playing course. it i want to play with a Skyloft. controller.
1: This now I did play. I did play Wii the Wii version. Guys, um, I never completed it. It's one of the few Zelda life, games that I've never completed. I'm going to leave that up to Short and Sweet, as she is going to king. play. Nice. Uh, she's going to sneeze Childhood repeatedly, um, <laughs> <laughs> as when she day, is going to Zelda is in play the entire Zelda series and sent uh, over the course of months. time. <laughs> And <laughs> starting with two. Well, uh, starting she did the first one. Remember, she Link did the first one. Oh right? yeah,
3: that's right.
1: Um, but she bird, is going to uh, play way. through this, so I'll get a chance to watch her play through this. And but I actually I do still own the gold meter remote. Untrue. I had the bundle. Nice. And, um, it was a lot cooler to be able to play with the motion control on this one, like actual one to one motion, versus. Twilight Princess where and you can just like flick a wrist on the with the remote right and he'll go wild with the sword. Um, I've watched a couple we people play it including Ben Abby and, and Isaac from the, from the gaming yeah. Avengers yeah uh, and
3: In his you can
1: do full motion Guardians controls Zelda's using the Joy-Con about. uh for the Switch or you can actually use the right analog stick However, to like flick it in a direction right and help about. swing the sword in that direction. To
3: stand a chance mm. against them, Link must yeah. upon sword and shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the <laughs> one thing I do oh, know about shield. this game
0: is um, Gently
3: swing the
0: that it is very friendly as I mentioned earlier in the stream, to uh, the one in the streamer that I uh, follow, raise Epileptic
3: the left Gamer, to raise uh, which and you can find attacks.
0: her at can uh, uh, twitch.tv slash anepileptickgamer, an so a and the game then Gamer. And she uh, is basically system. as a person with Over epilepsy trying to bring awareness uh, of to items, people who, uh,
1: use the to uh, about
0: games the air, or or up up and the problems that it often causes, especially retro whole stuff whole with epilepsy, with the whip, or or flashing lights or wavy lines coming in and out. Apparently, you know, she played this as a fan of the Zelda series and had zero problems. Mm. Like, the amounts of even modern games that, that have problems with graphics causing people with epilepsy problems of to the point where they're just not able to play it is insane. Of land and and, and some game developers have started to address those concerns. Uh, some of them that are, are very acutely aware of this, even going as far as to have a mode in the game that you can turn on that if you have epilepsy, it doesn't have flashing lights or anything like that. Uh,
1: Which is a nice That's beautiful. That is is inclusion that needs to happen on a greater scale.
0: And just like, uh, you know, uh, uh, a separate uh, issue that's not related to that, but it's kind of the same thing, having a mode in a game where the game is playing non-DMCA music so that if you're streaming the game you're never going to you know have an issue with your streaming platform saying sorry you can't play this because it's got music and uh, you know
2: well that's the problem if if you have a great game soundtrack that gets released as a soundtrack on the internet and on Spotify and all that it's run through SoundScan and DistroKid and all of those services it's going to pick that up
0: right which I'm not so sure they necessarily do that a lot but there's definitely certain games that will license out for other music that does appear naturally because it was on an album released by an artist.
2: Oh, licensed music. Yeah, like Tony Hawk games. It's nothing but,
0: yeah, rock
2: and rap and pop and metal. Well, you know, when
1: you you think about it, you know, like, Joel, uh, one of the games that you had played on stream at one and one of my favorite games, period, like Grand Theft Auto of Ice City. Right. Like, how much great music is on that? Yeah. Uh, Like, on that radio station's... In the cars, um, and that really make you feel like you're in the 80s. But you have to be careful with that. I remember you had to turn it all off because otherwise it was going to, you know, it's going to end up getting a strike on you. Yeah, I just,
2: I well, and luckily the gate that game has an option to turn your radio down. You know,
1: yeah. But
2: yeah, anytime you're driving around,
0: Uh, and and this is all part and parcel of the same thing that we've we've touched on several times in different ways, and that is game developers, console developers. Even streaming platforms, giving the people that are their clients that are using their services, their customers, options that they want to make it a better gameplay experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such as a person with epilepsy being able to go in there and just flip the switch and all of a sudden it's a game that they have no problem playing. Okay? And, and, And those game developers that are on top of that... And, and putting those into every single game they produce now are the ones that are going to go far. Or at least that's going to assist in that sort of thing because they're seeing that the market needs to have that kind of inclusive nature in the games that are coming out because it's been such a huge problem in the past. I mean, even just a, a Dr. Mario on NES that I play, or Tetris, okay... You you go and you get a, a Tetris and the screen flashes several times because that was just what they put in the game. And there's no way to get around that. So if I go to stream Tetris or Dr. Mario or any of those games that flash the screen, even Castlevania, if you're in, in the swamp in Castlevania 2, uh the background flashes between red and black. And and you just you can't do that. So I, if I want to stream that, I definitely have to have, and I also want to be inclusive myself, I have to have a disclaimer there that you, if you have epilepsy, you can't watch this because it's going to harm you. And that, that mm-hmm. to me is kind of a shame that more game developers haven't started moving towards that, that method of creation because it's just not on their radar or they haven't gotten enough feedback from people because maybe you know a person with epilepsy is is uh going to say to themselves okay i can't play this game because it's going to harm me but they then don't necessarily take the next step to contact the developer and say hey i can't play your game i love it but i can't play it you know and that's one thing that 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 streamer uh epileptic gamer has done is she's kind of become an ambassador for the Epilepsy Foundation of America and and regularly contacts game developers and says, hey, this is not going to work. And that's gotten some results at times where, you know, the developer sends her an email back and says, hey, we hear you. And here's how we're
1: addressing that situation.
0: And that goes yeah. miles.
1: Yeah and a lot of developers probably will respond in a positive way of course we all know the realism of the world there are developers that will be like ah see adding a mode like that would cause extra time uh that would take up extra money blah 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 this blah 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 that you know they're they're just not going to do it so i mean uh it's it's one of those give and takes, and it's it's nice to see when they add those options to be inclusive of everyone. And in a perfect world, well, in a perfect world, I think I think people like you know that have epilepsy issues they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have to deal with that, right? Um, yeah. But you know, it's it's nice when certain companies do actually take the steps to try to include people i've seen you know colorblind there are colorblind settings in some games yeah Mm -hmm. um you know a couple years ago microsoft came out with an adaptive controller for people who are like uh paraplegic quadriplegic um have issues using a standardized controller you know and that kind of stuff is very cool yeah that's what that Oh and they
2: have glasses now for colorblind people
0: yeah I saw that <laughs> or or uh, if you're deaf um they have the uh, cochlear implant mm-hmm. um, that you know that's that's obviously more more of a modern development that they they would uh you know provide to, to people that are born deaf or uh, have been deaf all their life. Uh, but, you know, it's starting to become a more modern medical treatment is, is to include that as an option so that people that are deaf can hear. But, um yeah, all right, we're going to do one last trailer here. This is for the new movie uh, coming out here uh, fairly soon, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We had Jim Carrey. And and that weird ass looking 3D model they had for Sonic the Hedgehog one before they redesigned it because all the fans were like, "What the fuck is this shit?"
1: Before they were bullied into redesigning it,
0: right? Glad they did that. And uh, and it worked for them. Yeah, at least at least it worked. Uh, You know what they what they decided to do was what the fans ended up liking. For that so now they're coming out with the second movie and uh jim carrey announced that this is probably going to be his last film he's he's about ready to retire he says so uh huh. this might be the last credit to his name sonic the hedgehog 2 oh,
2: great. The Winter
0: Soldier.
2: <laughs> these rings signify the commitment
3: so help me thomas sorry sorry
2: life or death situation i need you to use the ring to save me like right now
3: no my god oh boy
2: ah hawaii
3: i just hope we are not too late oh lord there are two of them now what's happening (laughs) okay
2: quick version robotnik is back
1: i discovered this i didn't actually i didn't realize they actually Called him Doctor Robotnik in this. I thought they were calling him Doctor Eggman.
3: Hmm. You bought some kind of mm. space porcupine. Oh!
0: I am an echidna warrior. <laughs> hmm. Hedgehog. Okay, mustache holders. It's time yeah. to say goodbye
3: <laughs> to humanity. Welcome to the new norm. This is your moment to be the big hero.
2: Bad time to say this, but I don't actually have a plan. Hey, you got a little something on your... Uh, please. Someone call an Uber? It's cold in here. Let's turn up the heat. Mm. Winter soldier.
0: Fear <laughs> not, citizen.
2: I feel
1: like they already said that one to your shoulder. Your negative right. attitude is not helping.
3: We stick together. No matter what. You're unskilled. <laughs> Untrained. <laughs> Unworthy. You forgot one.
0: Unstoppable
3: stand still and die for a guy named
2: knuckles you are really bad at punching
3: okay
0: (laughs) yeah definitely getting some mcu feelings there i liked the first kind of
1: I, I was going to ask if either one of you guys had seen the first one. I have not seen it,
0: honestly. Me
2: neither. I, I thought it was pretty good. You know, it is not, it's, it's what you expect. But I don't think any of it was bad. It's, it's that halfway mark between we're going to milk this cash cow from the Sonic franchise and the other end of that spectrum, which is we're trying to be pretty faithful to the source material, I guess. I don't know, I, I can't officially say that. I never read any of the comics, even though I own some of them. But but I played a lot of the games, so. I, did you see, Cage, did you see Detective Pikachu?
1: I did not.
2: Okay, I was going to say it was probably on par with that, and a lot of people liked that.
0: What the hell, Cage? I'm <clears> sorry. <throat> I haven't seen it either, but, you know.
2: Then shut off. Well, there's you, so... you guys aren't the hugest Pokemon fans. I mean, I'm not either. But you know, I'm gonna there's... go to the movies. So I'm gonna see a video game movie, I guess.
0: There, there's so many movies that that have come out that I want to see, but I didn't want to see in theater. So, like, I'll wait until I, you know, maybe seven years later, see it on a streaming service, and like, oh yeah, I wanted yeah. to see that. You know, that's that's how I keep up with the times. You know,
1: that's fair. I mean, maybe maybe if there was a if there was a place that you know. In our community that showed double features of movies. Maybe you could watch. Yeah, that that, that would be
0: really nice to just uh, go go to some place where you can see all sorts of movies and and, uh, you know, watch them with your friends and and also be be in uh, like, you know, a a standard community where there's all sorts of different uh, topics. that that you uh, would like to expound on. Oh, it's not even working. Oh, there it goes. It's just delayed. Fucking fossa mud. Anyway. um, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, We're going to wrap up here. Arcade Nostalgia Memories Podcast, this has been uh, Season 1, Episode 10 with my co-host Cage and my brother here, SRGC, also known as Joel, and uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. So uh, we're going to, like I said, have two more episodes in the season. Uh, The first one is probably going to be on April 17th, which is Easter, but we got to double check on that and make sure. Uh, And then we're going to take a month... And uh, then our final episode for the season will be, I believe, on May 15th. Uh, but those are tentative dates for the final two episodes. So what I, if you want to check out the live broadcast where we record the podcast live, uh, you want to go to the website, which is www.ebc2021.com, and check out the schedule. Usually within a week of something, we have the date and time firm. And you can check out all the information there. Uh, Again, that is ebc2021.com. And uh, see what's coming up on the schedule, including our next major audio drama. This is the fourth audio drama from Enigma Cinema, uh, Enigma Blockbuster Cinema Productions, and that is realms unknown the butterfly decision it's going to be a great time so if you are into that sort of thing uh we ask you to stop by the channel that is twitch.tv ebc 2021 and that will be on sunday may 1st at 8 p.m eastern standard time uh and if you you know are so inclined we'd love it if you could stop by just to be able to check out that uh major production well at least for us it's a major production you know uh and and we have so much fun putting those uh, together and then premiering them to the community and um yeah just check out the website all the information is there that you need and hopefully we will see you next time Uh, so i'm scotty here for arcade nostalgia memories podcast we'll see you later Take care. Good night. Goodbye. See ya.